Good morning, welcome, welcome everyone to Neon Jellyfish Arcade. I am your host, Philip, and with me as always is Sean. How are you doing this week, Sean? I'm all good, as always, all good. As always, as always, and as always, you are here listening to us on episode 18 of the Neon Jellyfish podcast. The only podcast that I would say you need to listen to any week, any year. You don't need to listen to anyone else. This is the place you need to come if you want your Xbox and... uh, Nintendo news, Sony. Uh, well, I'm not so not so sure. Um, but moving on, um, this quick roundup. What have you been playing this week, Sean? Um, not too much different from previous weeks. Uh, Super Mario 3D World. Just been doing bits and pieces of that here and there, and again some more of the just Animal Crossing stuff. Um, obviously, it hit its one year anniversary yesterday. Uh, since that game came out so they gave like a little cake uh, with the number one on it obviously to all those people that have been playing it uh, nothing uh, as obviously an in-game item by the way just in case anyone was thinking Nintendo was sending out actual cake to people uh, <laughs> but something. yeah no sorry that would be something wouldn't it <laughs> uh, but yeah cake. no I've just been playing I really wish because I've seen some people on Twitter doing it uh, posting sort of screenshots of what their island was like when they first started because oh. I got nothing real. I to be fair, the sort of structure hasn't dropped. Well, I say it hasn't drastically changed, but I like chipped away and streamlined where the, the streams and rivers and that flowed through the island. It'd be interesting to know how because I don't, I never saw it as drastic changes I was making to my island, but it'd be interesting if you could sort of see sort of screenshots of certain areas of what they looked like when you started and what they look like now to sort of see actually see whether you felt you were making small changes over the course of a year that actually from the beginning of the year to the end of the year they probably actually end up being quite significant changes to, to the layout and landscape of your island it'd be quite sort of interesting because I've got a sort of idea in my head of what I remember it looking like but yeah, it's just something I wish I'd done when I started, but obviously I did, and I can't go back in time. So. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair uh, fair <laughs> enough. Um, well, for me, it's been more um, of the same as you. Um, I've been playing Call of Duty, been trying, jumping into zombies uh, with my Friday crew, because we didn't do Horde. We tried some Easter eggs. Now, I've completed all the Easter eggs in Black Ops 4. Uh, Two zombies. weeks early. Why? Oh, for Easter. Well, that's hence why I got back into it, <laughs> funny enough, um, while I was thinking about it. Because I did all the ones in Black Ops 4, and I've done all the ones in Infinite Warfare. Um, so I was like, and these are meant to be easier. So I thought, let's jump in. It turned out it wasn't as easy as I was hoping it would be. Um, we, we didn't get quite far. In the end, we abandoned it and just started to play for fun. Because, Well, I'm sure we'll go back and um, try to give it a go coming up but I, I do like zombies easter eggs also been playing assassin's creed trying to get through that the review is coming i'm sure everyone's eagerly anticipating that um, review of assassin's creed and also i've been playing an app an app as a game as we are not strictly to consoles i've been playing a game uh, a board game called twilight struggle a fantastic board game for two people there's not many good two people board games out there and i'm sure 
maybe a few people have heard of this if you're listening to this podcast. But we, um, I've been playing it, and then I was like, I played it on the app to get a better understanding. And I must admit, the app's taken a whole new life. Like, so been... when you say app, do you mean this is game. A, a game you download? It's the, the board game. It's the board game, but it's been transferred into an app on your iPad. Um, I think you can get it on PC as well as Mac, but I'm not 100% sure Mac. I know people play it on PC, but I've been playing it on the iPad. Well, they have with... I don't know if this was just for the M1 chip, but they did something with the latest update of Mac that any any app that runs on a phone or tablet automatically runs on a. Ah, well, there we Mac. go. Well, there we go. Um, so, and it's only it's only three quid. Um, so it's not expensive, and there's no, uh, it almost seems novel. There's no like in-game purchases or microtransactions or battle pass. It's just a three quid game. You can play well with people who have also bought the game. Um, you can play it online um, or you can play against the computer. It just gives you a better foundation. But obviously, when you're playing against the same person week in, week out, and you keep on winning, um, it's nice to keep uh, play some other competition and realise how bad you are actually at the game. But I've been playing that, a nice little two-player board game, I suggest, for people out there. Or if you've got three quid, try the app. There we are. That's what I've been playing this week, Sean. That is what I've been playing. One other thing, although I didn't properly play it, but I did download it because I was quite intrigued by, like, the, the sort of Tomb Raider 25th anniversary stuff. So I did buy the latest Battle Pass for Fortnite. So I thought I might give that a go for the um, some of the Tomb Raider skins and stuff. That because uh, I believe part of the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider, she's she's one of the uh, characters or skins within the the Battle Pass. For I think it's I forget how they label it now i think it's chapter two season six is the latest one that's just been released hmm. well there we go so moving on this week we thought we'll have a little bit of discussion but it just this has just came up um in terms of the news is that cyberpunk's uh, much anticipated patch 1.2 released their pre-patch notes in a quite a novel way have you seen this sean yeah i saw some of it um it didn't seem wildly exciting to me i mean i guess it is just sort of refining stuff so it's never going to be sort of whoa hold on to your seat kind of stuff but uh yeah i mean it seemed so sort of did you fine. see the in the um in fiction uh, news release no i didn't properly so i kind of looked at one of them but they're incredibly short though aren't they they just sort of show you Oh, this ain't short. This is will take you about twenty, well, maybe ten minutes to read. Oh, uh, but I didn't look but at the it's, it's a very fun. It's not a video. It's actually like a press release. But it's a press release as if released. Yeah, but the they've station. got video. Sorry, what I meant was they got videos then sort of demonstrating what the the, the blog yeah. is talking about. Is yeah. I was on about them. They're they're really short because they just get across the point of like one of them is about where the cops spawn if you commit a crime. Yeah, and so it, it just gives you a, like a twenty-second video showing like you committed a crime. They don't immediately spawn in behind you anymore. You kind of see them. Uh, well, let me not just... necessarily spawn across the street, but they they come yeah, from a bit just, further away. Let me just read you an expert. This is from the site of CD excerpt. Project Red excerpt from the CD Project Same um, from the blog, which I actually think is a very interesting read. If you go into that. So what was supposed to make night citizens feel safer on the streets resulted in a staggering drop of public trust towards the NCPD officers. 
Uh, my tune Jack was in the shootout with Tiger Claws the other day when he missed a shot and it hit a pedestrian on the other side of the street. In an instant, the NCPD swarmed up on him and put him down. It's like they appeared out of thin air right behind his back. It's too brutal of a response for a regular accidental murder, if you ask me. So things like that. It was a very interesting response because obviously the things, the criticisms the game have, they're saying it as if the residents are saying it. And they said that it's going to, they're going to, the NCPD's chief commissioner has said that they're going to stop um, being so harsh and, and give people more breathing space and give more of a, a less uh, aggressive response and give more time to get to the scene. So obviously they're saying that they, they are coming it down, but they're giving it in a nice narrative way, which I actually thought was quite a novel way. It's a very interesting read because then they move on to car handling, how all the car yeah, manufacturers absolutely. have released a firmware update meaning that you will be able to turn and then they had an expert from one of the car manufacturers uh ceos saying how his cars were maybe um you know they've gone through this firmware they hope that's going to make them and people are going to purchase their car in the game it's a really interesting i would I recommend everyone reading there because i think sometimes patch notes can be very boring like looking at the stats they've actually done this as an in-game type of way of getting it across <laughs> don't get me wrong i mean i'm I mean, I haven't read it, but what you've said seems quite interesting. And it's the way, I guess, to try and re-engage on a sort of more positive note with that audience again. Because obviously everything that's come out from that game has been sort of quite negative. So this is a way to sort of be a bit... Novel. Not, but yeah, I get, and sort of addressing the issue, but not sort of... We're fixing the issues you've made us aware of, blah, blah, blah. The same old sort of thing. They've tried to, as you said, sort of make it part of the narrative or, or build it into the world, the part of the world building of, of Night City about this, yeah, as you said, this sort of overhanded response of the police. So they sort of built that into the story to sort of say like the police are stepping back and stuff like that um, yeah i think it's i think it's very novel like <coughs> i say it's a nice way of doing it i think you're right it's a way of engaging people because i when i read it i did chuckle at a few things there is a third one um that was there was a third one so it was the car handling it was the police response and it was the dodge so sometimes when you press double b forward um in the news report it's saying that suicides have gone up a staggering and they gave a percentage of people randomly accidentally falling off buildings in Night City, and they said it was due to the manufacturer of the who makes the Dodge, so, <laughs> saying that they've had to release a firmware to make sure that people aren't accidentally um, committing suicide. <laughs> so it was a, it was a nice way. I, I think I like it when games do this. They kind of re-engage, build up that law. Um, it's not going to repair maybe some of the damage, but yeah, I, I think it's quite a nice way. And obviously, well, we'll soon see, won't we? I mean, most people seem to think that game's going to be in a more reasonable state towards the end of this year sort of autumn time yeah which i probably agree with which means again as i probably do agree with what some people said that game should have probably just come out in the autumn winter period of this year rather than last year as much as we are where we are i was gonna say as much (laughs) as i would love to make this a cd project um episode as we always get our highest listenership when i put cd project in the in the tagline of cyberpunk we have to we have to move on to more um pressing matters um so that was um i just thought it was a interesting uh bit of news um other ones i'm not sure have you tried any of the frames per second boosts on xbox game pass for any of those games so what you mean? for what the game? so they put frames 
FPS boost. Bethesda's game. Yeah, Bethesda yeah. games. I didn't know if you tried that, any of those. No, I've not played Minecraft recently. So. Uh, now, but I did jump into Skyrim and played it, and it did seem to run a, not as smooth as I thought it would, but it did seem to run a lot more smoother and uh, less janky. Obviously, that came out this week. So it was interesting just to jump in and try. Um, in other news, Call of Duty, as they removed what I, they called a crossbow, they put it in the game. It wasn't meant to be in the game. You could purchase this thing in the game. You could buy the crossbow in a bundle or you could do the challenges to unlock it. Um, Activision turned around and pulled it from everyone's inventory because it wasn't meant to be released. It was released too early, um, which caused a little bit of outcry in a Call of Duty scene. Um, but they did came back and say it wasn't meant to be released. It's still being tested. If you purchased it, we've refunded you the money. And if you've done the challenges for it, when it does get released, you'll be at 14 out of 15 of whatever you need to do kills um, to get back into it. So you'll be able to get it pretty quickly. It was just a little um, thing that Call of Duty did. I've never known that to be yanking stuff um, from people's infantries. Um, and also, but at least they're giving the refunds. But then moving on to an interesting story that you brought this up to me. Well, I've heard about it. It was Pokemon Go, um, which will be our kind of headline story this week. Uh, Kotaku released an article quite a while ago now, on the 12th of March, highlighting that Pokemon Go eggs aren't loot boxes. They're fun presents. Now, before we open this up to the board and start the discussion, I've heard this before, and I've heard it from EA spokeswoman in the House of, well, the Parliament, UK Parliament, saying that they aren't loot boxes. They're surprise mechanics, akin to a Kinder Egg, you might say. It's just very strange how Kotaku, a journalist website, seems to be taking the same line with the Pokemon Go, that they're not loot boxes, they're fun presents. I've never thought I'll see a journalist jumping on the side of loot boxes into this, saying that the Pokemon Go eggs aren't loot boxes, they're fun presents. Now, to give some context, Pokemon Go gives you eggs from poker shops and from trading with people, if I write down. just stop. Poker stop, sorry. Um, but the, you can only do, you only get one free incubator that you have to walk and then it opens up after a certain amount of time, after you've done the walking challenge. But you can only well, do a certain distance. Certain distance. But you can only put one in, egg in that at a time. So you have to do a certain amount of distance. It opens up, gives you the Pokemon. Then you put another egg in. Now, where, they, where you can spend money in Pokemon Go is that you can buy more incubators, a total of six, I believe. Um, no, I believe you could. I don't know if that's because of... I did, when I very first played the game, I did spend excess coins and stuff on incubators. But my belief is you could probably buy up to... You can hold 12 eggs at a time. Uh, yeah, so you, my feeling is you could probably buy up to 11 incubators. With the 12 being free. Yeah, you're absolutely, yeah. You're absolutely right. That that's exactly how it works. So you can do 12 of these on the go. Um, and But the reason why it's called change is that there was a update where you can actually see what's inside the eggs. Uh, see what kind of Pokemon is inside the eggs. It didn't give you the actual percentage chance of how common or rare they are. They just showed you what was inside the eggs um, with an update prompting Kotaku to somewhat defend them and say these are just surprise fun it's almost it could almost say they're surprise mechanics but they're fun presents which of course obviously causes a lot of outrage um well, not outrage I suppose it causes the bay of what is a loot box are these loot boxes are these not loot boxes and where do you draw the line to play devil's advocate 
Would do, do you say these are loot boxes, Sean? See, the reason I can't... I mean, you could argue to some degree they are, because they operate in a similar way. The one thing, though, I kind of think with the sort of gambling thing, because you even see this on, like, in the UK anyway, you see this on, like, gambling adverts when the fun stops, stop type of thing. <laughs> so sort of like, no, but I think there's something to the gambling that's a bit more sort of... Um, you know, when they talk about sort of like trying to get people to buy stuff to get them in that hot state, sort of, but that, but that sort of fear of missing out, do this now type of thing. I the, the thing I kind of feel that differentiates Pokemon is from, say, something like FIFA Ultimate Team, to my knowledge, and you'll be able to correct me on this FIFA, FIFA Ultimate Team isn't going to stop you and then tell you to go out for an hour walk before you then come back and purchase more take some time out, stop buying from us, go for a walk, come back, then you can continue to sort of buy from it. But again, only a limited rate. And, and that's sort of where I sometimes sort of see the, the, some of the difference. I'm not saying it's like completely faultless, as it were, type of thing. Because you mentioned the thing EA tried to compare ultimate team to like kinder eggs again see i don't see them as the same because there's i guess to some degree there's only so many kinder eggs you can sort of buy and chances are you're not going to buy up a whole store in one (laughs) go and you'll have to keep returning back it's that sort of time away from the um like i said some of this is probably quite psychological it's that time away from the as it were gambling activity that gives you the maybe that time to think like if you're having to you know if you're having to walk to the shop every time you want to buy a kinder egg or every time you want to do something are you gonna is that going to be as addictive as if you've got say if you were just sitting at home and someone was popping up to you every couple of minutes and offering you a kinder egg do you do you equate them to be the same thing? Whereas, like on FIFA Ultimate Team, that's where some people sort of say it's. Again, I don't know how the game presents itself because I don't play FIFA, so you'll be better to uh, so, provide your knowledge on this. But you know, there's nothing stopping you from buying more packs. You might be incentivized to. You've got the thing on there as well, probably. Like, again, and correct me if I'm wrong. Do you get a discount if you buy? sort of five packs or ten packs or something um, like that not in yes and no as in you get a discount the more fifa points you buy so if you was going to buy 20 packs it would be cheaper to buy like in bulk the fifa points rather than buying just enough points for per pack if you see my meaning so you, you would if you did it all in bulk it would be cheaper you wouldn't get a discount on the packs but you would get a discount on the fifa points you'll buy the fifa points in bulk which would then that you get more, um, you'll be able to buy more with your the money that you put in. Because the other thing I was sort of loosely mentioning to you, because you can buy, obviously in Pokemon, you buy poker, I think they're just called poker coins or something like that. And then you can buy, um, obviously you can buy a multiple range of things. You can buy just cosmetic things for your, no one else can really see or avatar unless you go into a raid battle with them like you just see everyone who's competing 
in the raid battle, you never see them. You never see other players walking around in the open, in you know, in the real time map type of thing. Um, but you could argue if you're going to spend money on a pass, because this is where you and me maybe had a bit of disagreement. Like it's gambling if you don't know what the outcome is going to be, because mm-hmm. there's a gamble on the outcome. Yeah. So you could argue is buying a a raid pass is that equal to a loot box because you don't know sometimes unless you're only buying it at you only ever purchase a raid pass at the moment you're just before you go into a raid but if you was to buy some in advance because sometimes it works out this is where they give you a bit of a bonus uh for example i think it's like 100 points or 100 coins per pass but it might be 250 for three of them so you say 50 coins if you used to buy them in free uh but a pack of three but you could say well is that gambling because you don't know what pokemon you're going to use those passes for there's a gamble on what ones you're gonna it's so you it's not you don't know what the outcome is yeah so that's why i was sort of like when you when you open it up too much, uh, I sort of feel like you need to tackle sometimes these sort of more inherent gambling issues before you start broadening it into these. Because like, as you said, by your, sometimes by the definition you was describing to me in the week, you would say, see, I don't think Kinder Eggs are, but you kind of agreed, or, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were sort of going down the route that Kinder Eggs are form of gambling like you would class that as as, as gambling the thing it's it's difficult because the thing with a kinder egg and as i said and why kinder eggs aren't classed i think is gambling and there's a slight uh, delineation between the two is that kinder eggs you do get a toy that is guaranteed now i know what you're gonna say you're gonna say well you're gonna get a pokemon um from this the only thing is is um it's not real you, you also get a chocolate um, with Kinder Egg. You also get something that is tangible. You, you, Kinder Egg could almost argue the case that the toy is free. You're paying for the chocolate. Um, so that is where the, I would say the delineation is a soft one. I will agree it's not a one, but that is where Kinder Egg, if you were to go into a shop and to buy a toy and you didn't know when that was in that toy, to me, that is a very, very soft form of gambling. If you didn't know what was in the toy, and I know you get like, see, the thing is, though, I don't know if I had to clutch. And that's why they... I feel you need to drill down on some of what. But that's why goes into sort of gambling. Does Kinder Eggs like? Because I would say there's a, and maybe social media as a part. Because I don't know if this is still a thing, but obviously you have people that sort of open up these FIFA packs online that probably oh, I hate those encourage that sort of behavior yeah, but it's, right. like i said i feel there's a psychological sort of element to some of this stuff and does that need to be taken into account because at the end of the day i like i said I there could, is no one's getting hooked on kinder eggs the way they're getting hooked on <laughs> free throat on my team because like i said you have to go down to the it's everything in moderation. So no one's going to be walking out with a <laughs> carton of Kinder Eggs. Unless you, Sainsbury's unless you really like the chocolate. No, and you're right. It is moderation. And there is a psychological element. But if every time I had to get one, I had to do like a 10 minute walk down to get one, I'm probably going to think, well, it's not, is the reward worth what I've got to do to get it? And I guess that's sort of 
where I sometimes perhaps have come into the the thing on, on on Pokemon type of thing, like there is that barrier. It's not a case that I can just do egg after egg after egg because at some point they're all going to hatch. I'm going to need to start trading presents or going out to poker stops and stuff like that to, to get a load more. And don't get me wrong, it's not hard to get sort of more eggs on Pokemon. But as I said, you need to just, yeah, it's not like I can just get caught in that thing of, just hit me with some more, please. Because you hit, <laughs> give it to me. Because you hit, because you hit a wall. And to my knowledge, the thing most, one of the things people have an issue with, like FIFA Ultimate Team, and that is, is you don't hit that sort of wall. There, like there to is... my knowledge, you can just kind of more well, or less. Keep... If you've got enough money, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. But <laughs> it's down to you're here. Down to financial thing, isn't it? It they, they never sort of says, to my knowledge, and again, I was people can feel free to correct me but i'm not aware of someone sort of say you know fifa or ea or someone say you've spent 50 pounds a day like we've we're cutting you off for today can come back tomorrow but we've put like daily limits well, on what you're actually able to would they, but would I, that I that be the user could do that would you would you so, be happier that would that because my the way i see it is it's like almost like if you look at a color if you look at the color blue follow me on this one if you look at the color blue and i gave you a light color like a nice pastely sky baby blue and then i gave you a nice deep royal blue they're still blue they're just different intensities and the way i look at it is a fifa if we're comparing it to fifa is one intensity i would say that's a bad intensity this to me is still blue it's still gambling but it's a very light form they haven't done it so predatory it's not a bad system but then i think but it's still a way and there's a reason why they let you look inside the eggs in this update as you mentioned the psychology thing they want you to see what's inside that egg because if you see something's inside it they are like a shiny or a rare or a legendary pokemon you don't know what the chances of getting that po- that pokemon is they haven't given you the odds and you might. See, the thing is, though, I I've got no data to back this up whatsoever. But I sometimes feel people are more likely to see. I feel that games at its strongest when that you you kind of get a bit more community involved. So I would actually say they sometimes they they do more special events around that in terms of money. I'm not saying obviously I don't make money through incubators, and I guess to my knowledge, I don't believe they put out any stats out of what things in the item shop brings in the most money and i guess it's hard to tell because you buy you buy the currency and then you spend the currency but still they must be able to track that but i would imagine most people would probably buy like the raid passes and maybe even some of the storage stuff um to store pokemon and to store the items you you collect um because like i said they do so many events around what's in the the raids that in the gyms and stuff like that like sometimes it's you know exactly what you're getting obviously a lot of the time they're legendaries as well obviously in yeah the, that's the gyms. that's absolutely fine i have no issue with that but then so does fifa do a lot of things around that as well they give you events i'm not saying that it's right my thing is with these eggs incubators if you look at that in isolation I still, my personal, I have no problems with people saying it's not gambling because it is your own perspective. and The, the definition is very, can be very muddied as we express with Kinder Eggs. But, well, that's the thing because obviously one of the things the where they've tried to 
sort of ban loot boxes or, or get some sort of regulation in places because I believe like one of the technical classifications is there's no cash buy you, you can't cash out yeah. like there that's the that's where the sort of loophole sort of comes in you can't cash out your whatever you've done in free throw on the team whereas you can cash out in a casino or, or wherever and that's that seems to be the sort of slippery definition like you could you could literally put a virtual casino you could literally have a virtual casino game on the xbox or playstation Grand or whatever. online so yeah put a casino not... in there an actual casino but the thing is if you can't actually cash out then technically they would say even though you might be doing all the same types of things you can do in a casino the fact you can't cash out makes it non-gambling yeah and that... so even if you'd be doing the same activity so i think that's what needs to maybe sort of be more addressed is that even if you're not getting cash back for it um like even if it's the rewards like i said i kind of feel you need to go more down that sort of psychological route when you're going through this because as i said i don't and if this is maybe like i said a bit sort of over the top but like i said i don't see people getting hooked on kinder eggs the way they do with fifa points <laughs> no and you... like when i worked at a game store there used to be some and granted it was only a fiver but you used to come in every week and get his fiver sort of worth of fifa points to like yeah. but if you're doing that every week then obviously over a month there's like 20 25 quid a month and 240 you know. pounds a year um, so sending that way but if but my only um, way around it is yes there is a lot of loophole but they are trying to close it because it's it, again money isn't the most is a valuable commodity but it's not the most valuable commodity out there um, other things can be internal rewards on the game can also be as good as money to some people who play that game my only worry is that it involves the same thing of handing over money for a chance for you to get something, a reward that you don't know. That to me is where you put, if you put up money and you're, you don't know what you're going to get. To me, that is the definition of a gamble. Now you may not get cash out. You may not be a cash gamble, but it's also another form of gambling, wagering, betting um, on something to get an outcome, but you have no kind of kind of control like over I said, it. it's probably something just around learning because as you just said money's not necessarily the most valuable thing you might some people might argue time yeah it's more valuable um so the fact you're trading your time to get some of these rewards like should you know more about the rewards before you and i mean this might not they be should the give you the example, odds they should give you the odds but in my opinion, that... like your destiny game for whatever. Like when I've played that, like seems like you have to invest like you put amount of hours for a raid. But what happens if you feel the rewards aren't justified for six hours? Worth? But they're game play. You to me, the gameplay is the um, is also a reward. Well, yeah, no, and like I said, it's a, it's a difference of perspective. But that's like, so, the gameplay. But the, if you see what I mean, if you're sort of going, that's why you need to me. You need to sort of home in on what are the I guess some of those fundamentals of sort of sort of gambling is. Well, I mean to I me, think, like you said it could be a case that it's just behind the curve like where you some of this stuff has gone digital yeah like maybe the laws and stuff haven't just quite caught up to it and just see it as in that sort of game of chance for a cash reward is sort of more or less the 
it's sort of but to me definition of gambling whole, if it whole, doesn't meet that strict definition then it doesn't count yeah they need to get that thing but to me as soon as you give someone or give a company money and you don't know what you're getting in return that to me is you've gambled um on something because you don't know what your value of what you're getting back in return and especially if you don't know the odds if i said to you give me 10 pounds and you have a chance of winning a million uh, or you have, you know, you, you can get a pencil back. And you was like, well, I, and I didn't give you the odds. That, I guess sometimes that is to just in my, in my opinion. put the other side across. Some people might say, like, well, we're not giving you the odds. Do you still want to? Yeah, I think you that's still want to bet on it. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, no, but, that, but some people might say, well, when does. But that to be, the, even if... as it were, to play devil's advocate, just to say, well, when does the the person that's taking the gamble take responsibility for it. If someone wants to yeah. put £10 down for not knowing the odds, yeah. if that's their choice to do so, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not necessarily agreeing with this, but just to argue the other point, it's like, you know, I guess that, like I said to you, that's why you need sort of, I guess, some more sort of strict rule. Maybe it doesn't need to, as you said, they look at soon as I think, some of the more fundamental. I think as soon as they go into, even if you give the odds and not the odds, I do agree the consumer needs to step up. But when Pokemon Go has a lot of people who play there who are under 12, oh, you know, maybe around the age of 12. I don't know, because I've seen some stats that suggest the majority of people... You get me wrong. It's, but it's still a you. It's still, yeah, I agree. Like, I would say it's a huge age range, but you've still got people who are under the age of 18 playing that game. And I still think they make up a significant amount. But when you've got people doing that who are engaging in a gambling um, activity mindset where they are can trade money away and they don't know where they think, that is where I start to think it gets a bit hazy. Because I was on the side. I was like, it's not gambling because you're getting something. I used to be that person. But the more I kind of looked into it, the more I understood the psychology of just it breeds that deep within somebody that if I give money, I might get something. It can lead to other problems in life. Again, but yeah, I mean, but like I said, with as I said, the thing with Pokemon Go, like I said, that's probably equated a bit more to the as I said, that sort of kinder egg thing because I've still got to go out and walk to get this bit, but like I but, said, it's not, but that's just the psychology cool behind it, is, that's just a cool down to me, yeah, but that's but to me, that's sort of you've already gambled, but you could, you you've might, already gambled. yeah, I know, but you might say, as I said, the same thing with a kinder egg or. Pokemon no, because you're getting a chocolate. Or whether anything like <laughs> you're getting what a... about Pokemon cards? <laughs> no, I do think Pokemon cards in a way are a soft form. The only thing with Pokemon cards is you can trade to and those football stickers and stuff like but No, but you can trade those as well. Um you can trade Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Can you? Can you always trade them with who? But if someone gets with your friends. Yeah, but who's gonna give you a rare or shiny Pokemon for an for a normal Pokemon? The value's gone down. The reason why you traded... No, it, it depends. No, because if your friend's going to obviously always be hatching eggs themselves, and they might just keep some of the... I mean, to just say that... Because who's going to trade with you? Oh, of course your friend's not going to trade with you. That's a kind of outrageous uh, thing. Well, yeah, no, but no one's going to trade something of value, because they might as well just give you away. And if you... Well, no, because you might have something equally of value that you don't want. It's like, like I said, if you do a decent number of these sort of raid battles you can have to like, spend a little bit. i've not been on one well no you don't have to spend like because sometimes they do events where you'll get be rewarded like a number of passes after you've sort of done one type of thing like i did one morning where i did a load of um this was a couple of years ago like a they did like a zapdos event got 11 of them in one morning 
uh, through these raids, going around with a group of people, sort of doing them type of thing. Uh, well, I don't know. I spent my Saturday morning, but <laughs> sounds like know, a fun... <laughs> sounds. Like... But what I mean is, that's a legendary Gen One bird. Obviously, all of different stats. But if you do enough of those raids, depending, because obviously the game's been going four years, so you have they have different events on all the time. So if you've got like I think it's only last summer when I did an event for you, you only it was your first time of getting all the legendary birds. Yeah, really and you were there from day one. So you were there like four took you four years later. I know you don't yeah, play I was gonna it say much, I think but... it was a generous thing. I played it for the first night, but then didn't touch it until we came out. But the but the point I'm making is there will be people that won't have those to sort of just say, Well, who's gonna want legendary Pokemon? Well because they've been around from well, Gen One, I think it's well. It's up to people be with. It's up to the listeners. yeah, no, but to just put a blanket statement what? who's going to want to trade with you, even your friends won't want to trade. Well, with yeah, you but if they're going to do that, out of an egg. Yeah, but if they're going to do that, they're probably going to do that anyway. It's not going to be like get out of an egg and then we'll trade. I think it's just it's a very uh, it depends subjective. what you want because people can trade and do bits and bits, and you can put it into Pokemon if you into Pokemon Home, and then you could if it's. Uh, relevant maybe for sword and shield it can maybe even go and now even some of the other games could catch it it, it exists okay. outside of obviously pokemon go as well okay well i think we're gonna have to do suggest... i am firmly in a loot box one you're firmly that this isn't loot boxes as i always say well not firmly but and like i said i don't feel quite because like i said i feel to some degree if you chuck it in there and Kinder Eggs need to sort my, of be on the on that well, line. You as have well. to. I mean, my more outrage because I always said this: like people don't mind, people hate loot boxes and predatory uh, monetization practices until it's in their game, and then they'll more than happily defend it because I imagine they enacted it in it and they don't want to be almost caught out. But my thing is, if you tolerate this, then the Pokemon Go will be next. Is that this is the start of it? It's only going to start getting go worse, and if you don't almost not raise a fuss but if you don't stand up to it now then sooner or later your game will become FIFA on a team but the fact that Kotaku the guy came out and gave it free marketing and said these aren't loot boxes they're fun presents and they're just using a fun presence he must have seen the EA response of like they surprise mechanics I find yeah, that I very, mean, to be fair, very probably... strange I find it very strange it's almost like you should have it's almost like you got money for it. I mean, you could, if someone said to me, I'm sure he didn't, but I'm sure if somebody said, like, they paid him to say that, you could almost agree with it. It's such a strange marketing piece from a gaming. Well, to be fair, he should have probably just kept his... Uh, <laughs> for, for the position that he holds, uh, this editor at Kotaku, he should have probably just kept his opinions... Firmly to uh, himself, because it is a subjective uh, thing. But then it's like, does, is he not entitled to his opinion? Like you said, if he was to... If if it was if it was your mate in the street and he said he didn't like you and me rather than discussion where I maybe see it a bit more from I actually played again I mean I guess because obviously some of the backlash I've seen is from people that don't actually play the game play yeah it. exactly and it's always yeah, the same so... it's always the same people who are more outraged about this are the ones who don't actually play it and it always will be until the end of time but I but there we are that's I'm calling it to a close you can read the piece on Qatar on on Kotaku about Pokemon egg go eggs aren't loot boxes they're fun presents I just hope this guy never calls out another game for loot boxes once after this piece but there we are but there we are you read it you can make your own opinion and if you would like to let us know you can always email us in at neonjellyfishrk.gmail.com. at gmail.com and that leads us nicely we, we I put it out last week um, for a community session thankfully we got some uh, questions because I was like what are we going to do 
um, if we didn't get any questions. So we've got some questions that you've asked us, or actually more two questions than one uh, comment, shall we say. One suggestion for the future, Sean, I'm sure you're happy. You haven't actually seen any of these questions, so you're not prepared. Yeah. So when I when I tell you that someone says that Nintendo is <coughs> the worst game company in the world, you're going to be shocked, aren't you? Well, it wouldn't shock. I mean, there's people out there of all different opinions. <laughs> people, because... Well, let me get into the first one. And for reference, Sean's name spelled S E A N. Just uh, if you uh, please that people actually know your name, but everyone spelled your name wrong. <laughs> but it's, uh, so, yeah. it happened. So it's S E A N. Uh, I appreciate the comments. But first one, dear Philip and Sean, uh, listen to the show. I really appreciated it. Just hearing on your Assassin's Creed conversation the other day, I just wanted to get your opinions on why do you, what part of the series do you like? Do you prefer the old school Assassin's Creed or do you prefer this new RPG Assassin's Creed? Keep up the good work. You're fad, Matthew. Well, thank you, Matthew, for that question. I don't think you've got much of an opinion on this one, Sean. As you've never <laughs> played a new... Oh, I started playing the first one and it didn't really grab me. Second one, I thought was all good. I thought the second one actually reminded me quite a lot of a. I got quite a Tomb Raider style vibe from it, where I felt like there were certain sections that felt quite puzzled. I, I remember doing something in a church or something somewhere where I had to sort of navigate around the walls and inside a church and solve a puzzle to get to somewhere. It felt, it almost felt like being inside of a tomb inside a Tomb Raider, but I've not played that sort of more. I know you're going to disagree. I'm not doing this to start a fight, but that's a more <laughs> breath. Of, that's a more breath of the wild style sort of approach to get. Because I know some people have sort of said they they sort of share a sort of link, and I appreciate that maybe assassins started moving in that direction before breath of the wild was there. But people say there's definitely some crossover between that those style of games. But I haven't played an assassins of that of that new under that new structure as it were yeah to me um i prefer the new style in answer to your question matthew i think assassin you and me both played assassin's creed 2 and it was definitely a step up i played every single assassin's creed they've released and i do enjoy the series i think it's one of the nice game franchises that we have today it's still kind of i would say pure it hasn't gone down even though syndicate and unity there were some crazy years um, but everyone, every game franchise has those rebellious years. But I definitely think the the step that they took in 2017 with Origins, when they saw what they did, The Witcher and the Odyssey team, um, as people may not know, Assassin's Creed had three different teams working on it under the Ubisoft banner. There was what they would call the, the A team was the ones who did Black Flag, and then they did Origins, and they've actually just released Valhalla. Uh, but then there's a, the other team that did Unity. Um, they helped out a little bit on Syndicate and then they did Odyssey but they, you know, the team that did that looked at The Witcher 3 and then modelled Odyssey after The Witcher 3 they said that's the type of game that Assassin's Creed should be and I think Assassin's Creed is actually its best right now I, do, I mean if anyone played Odyssey that is the best game in the franchise I haven't completed Valhalla so I can't that's the only game I can't say for certain but they are these are be- these are the best games of Assassin's Creed. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2 is still a good game, but I couldn't go back. I went back and played Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered because it came with Odyssey, which we bought the special edition, and I struggled for it. I didn't complete it. I struggled for it because it was so constrained. It wasn't the type of it was a pure action adventure game. Go here, go here, go here. 
where Odyssey and Origins, they're very open. They're, you know, it's very much an RPG game. And yes, it does share some DNA with Breath of the Wild. And I think if you play one, if you like one, I would struggle to find why you wouldn't like the other. Um, you would probably find that you probably like both as they are very similar. But they've just gone to an open world RPG. And in my opinion, uh, you unfortunately, Matthew didn't actually say what his preference was in his email. You just asked what our preference. So it would be interesting to know what his preference was. Because um, I know there is a complete difference between the new and the old, but I would definitely say the new version. And I would recommend you play Odyssey, Sean, as well on the Game Pass. Yeah, I'd give it a try at some point. Like I said, I'm just dabbling at the moment until Mass Effect 3 and then after uh, Mass Effect Legendary. Then after that, then I'll find another big hit. But I probably won't jump into anything too big. It's only just over a month out from that game which is going to take up a lot of time okay next um question this is more of a uh constructive feedback <laughs> well more of an idea this comes from anon anon a a n n o n anon that's it most short for anonymous ah! <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense um Hi, hi, Philip and Sean. I came in listening to your podcast when you talked about CD Projekt Red, and I really enjoyed your reviews uh, subsequently of um, su- Cyberpunk, uh, CD, uh, Phoenix Rising, and Call of the Sea. I then noticed that you started moving away from your reviews. Would you plan to do more reviews in the future, and do you think it would be a good idea to have these as an ongoing weekly thing of reviews? Um, thanks for the show. Keep up the good work. Anon. Uh, uh, well, anonymous. Um, well, anonymous. Thank you for that. Um, it's a good idea. Something that I looked at. We did discuss earlier. Unfortunately, Sean's very much a Nintendo man, and I'm very much an Xbox man. But we did say that we would like to do more reviews when they come out. Yeah, I guess it's just the case we don't. Sometimes our game tastes don't cross. So we could do one on Super. I have. I started playing Super Lucky's Tale the other day. I'll have to so go. I back. guess we could do one on. I'll that. have to go back. Um, I think, and I guess we're both. Well, you haven't bought it yet, but you are planning at some point to buy Super Mario Three D World. So, although yeah, you might played it, though, I've completed it on the Wii U. So we could, we could. There, there, I mean, there are definitely some games. Obviously, we 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 share, um, but yeah, sometimes we just don't play the same. There's one that I don't know if this is on Xbox. I will look into this for next week because it's got a really weird spelling. But I heard of this on another podcast. But it seemed quite interesting. It's about 20 quid. That's the only thing that's put me off a bit at the moment for what it is. It seems like it's a single player version of. Christ, name escapes me. Huh. Uh, Among Us. Among Us. So imagine if you're sort of, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, God, you know what? I, I was <laughs> thinking of that game. I was like, why does that sound familiar? But I can't place it. Yeah, carry on. So it's it's as if you're doing some sort of story-driven narrative, almost like an interactive. Again, I've not properly seen any gameplay, so I'm not sure if it's more like an interactive novel, but you're making and picking decisions and stuff like that. And then, um, so I don't think you're like the killer in that situation, but the people you're interacting with on the ship or, or wherever you are are slowly being picked off sort of one by one. And as you're going through the story and then you're sort of, almost working out who it is that's sort of doing the, the picking off to what I gather yeah. type of thing. Uh, and I get the impression that uh, every time you play through it, it's sort of someone different. So it offers a sort of replay ability, but you're playing it from not 
from the perspective of not being the imposter, but you're not like running around, you know, like I said, there's a sort of story narrative sort of through it. It just sort of started like a very interesting sort of concept to be part of this sort of murder mystery and you're trying to work it out sort of on the ground by who you're talking to and sort of stuff like that. Uh, I kind of got the impression it's a bit more like a sort of visual novel. I will look up what the hell it's got. I, I just know it's got an unusual spelling. I know it's definitely on a switch. Um, so I don't know if that, pro I mean, probably means it's definitely on Steam as well, but I'm just not 100% sure whether it's on a PlayStation or Xbox, but it's got an unusual sort of name. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll look it up because I've sort of wishlisted it on my my switch so i can easily find it uh going forward because that the shop isn't always the easiest to navigate if you're trying to backtrack yeah example. i think it'll be good obviously i am working on our assassin's creed and valhalla review but i think going forward it won't be a bad idea for you um to suggest a game that's on hopefully on game pass because that would be the easiest way for us to both access the game for free um but any games that you would like us to review or look at because we are just going for games we only review games that actually we want to review so i suppose our reviews are always going to be quite glowing because we're never going to play we're not going to both play a game that we're like oh, not so sure about this although i did feel i went quite hard on a hitman i mean i don't think it's a bad game just to clarify i just didn't i don't know didn't, I, I, maybe it's coming off the back of cyberpunk it just didn't like i felt cyberpunk felt like true next gen even though I've, despite its bugs and that was a hitman felt i could have played that on the 360 type of thing like it didn't feel like it took any huge leap but it was still good just to clarify oh, listen to our review of uh, him and <laughs> going back down but no thank you for the question and yes reviews are saying that we are going to try and do more of um let's say assassin's creed valhalla review is coming and then maybe we'll look at some other games that we can both play and do a review. I think Breath of the Wild will be the next one after that. Um, I know it's an older game, but you played it. I'm slowly making my way through that game. <laughs> we'll look at that one. And last but not least, um, it's more of a question maybe for you, uh, Sean, as you deal with the uh, visuals of this uh, podcast. It comes from Kesh. Um, it's like, hi, Philip and Sean. Uh, like listening to your podcast. Do you happen to have any views on doing a video podcast in the near future? Keep up the good work. So we stopped doing them around Christmas because they were getting a bit... I might try to redo them and sort of just... I don't know if they'd be too visual. They might just almost have a... Um, I can't know what you call it now. Just a screen of what what's being discussed, almost like a kind of wallpaper of what we're talking about and with the audio playing over it initially. Um, because initially I did want to try and sort of incorporate sort of whether it be trailers or any bits of gameplay footage about what we're talking about. Um, however, just due to some, some of the time constraints, it's not always possible to sort of edit all that sort of video and, and, and get it all sort of stitched together on a sort of weekly basis at the moment. Uh, so we might be able to I am looking into sort of creating more of a sort of template and style that we can just use going forward that would allow us to sort of chuck it up on YouTube um, again, once again. Um, and then obviously if we talk about anything quite specific that might need, um, 
that we feel uses that requires a visual to sort of uh, get across what we're trying to trying to get out there sort of like that game I was just talking about um like if we use screenshots or whatever about this like I said I can't think how it's spelt but obviously that could be displayed sort of on screen type of thing when we're talking about it along with screenshots and as I said any sort of um trailers that the uh, developers sort of put out there to sort of give people an idea of what it actually is type of thing um again though sometimes putting that together can take a bit of time so we might need to do a bit more on our end sometimes maybe whether we try and get a bit sort of double up on a recording so we we have sort of like a bit of a a barrier uh, a buffer type of thing to be able to get the video done in advance because that's that's the bit that takes sort of some of the the longest sort of work uh, to do but we dropped up the views weren't too high on them in the first place but it's not to say it's not something where so we are happy to revisit um but that's something we need to discuss at some point because it's something i thought about bringing back but we need to to just get certain things in place before we do so because I guess the one thing we don't want to do is then bring it back and then drop it again mm. if we bring it back we want to be able to bring it back and kind of keep it there as a to, as a form of consistency because there's no point if we're going to just have this inconsistent do two weeks here then a week off then another week on and it's sort of like all over the place it's sort of like once we can get um like I said, so the idea might be that we just throw it up there with a static image over the top initially, and then once we get sort of a bit more of a structure and pattern sort of moving forward, we might be able to sort of develop on that as we go through. Yeah, there we go. Now, thank you for the question. As I said, it was just my little bit. It's like, yeah, we definitely get more view- not viewership, I suppose, listenership um, from the podcast, I think, which is obviously all thanks to everyone who tunes in every week and listens to us. Um so we that's why we have the podcast obviously it's more consistent but hopefully sean that's your remit so i'll let you to take over that one but again thank you for the questions please keep them through coming in to neonjellyfisharcade.gmail.com it's been a pleasure to actually receive them read them and it's nice to know that there's people who are also responding and um, say so we are growing slightly but maybe we'll just need to do a couple more episodes of cd project red or cyberpunk and we'll really start growing again um, <laughs> but thank you um everyone who's listening to this week um, as a special request, Sean, I would like you um, to say goodbye before me this week because no one ever gets to hear you say goodbye. And, it's not, and we've got to set that right um, right now. So we'll be back next week. But as always, it's goodbye from Sean. Mm, goodbye. There we go. And goodbye from me. We hope to see you next week.